On today's episode, the Blackhawks square off with the Vegas Golden Knights later this evening for the final game at the United Center this season. I'll be going over the Blackhawks' projected lineup as well as the goaltender battle for this contest. And then to wrap things up, I'll also get into both Alex DeBrinkett and Patrick Kane's comments regarding the rebuild that's going to be taking place for the next couple of years. All that and plenty more right here on Lockdown Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Wednesday, April 27th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please go and show some support first by following the podcast. It'll only take a quick couple of seconds. Literally, just a quick click of the button will help me out tremendously. Go and leave the show five stars if you like what you're hearing today as well. And if you're tuning in through Apple Podcasts or through Spotify, then feel free to leave me a review as well. I also always greatly appreciate getting feedback from some of my fantastic listeners out there. And best of all, it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcasts, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. It's all 100% for free. And if you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then you definitely got to be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube because each and every episode from here on out, folks, across the Lockdown Podcast Network is going to have a video version attached to it as well. So if you haven't done so yet, please, please, please go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. I would greatly appreciate it. I'm really trying to boost those numbers up. Also, be sure to go and smash the like button for me and comment down below what was your favorite moment between Alex DeBrinkett and Patrick Kane this season. I know there's been a lot of them, but I want to hear from you, the listeners, as to what your favorite moment was between number 88 and number 12. And also, be sure to go and turn on those push notifications so you can be notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right, good afternoon, everyone, as always. Thank you all for tuning into another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks and for making the show your first listen here to start off the day. And to kick things off on the show here this afternoon, folks, let's get right into the matchup tonight between the Blackhawks and the Vegas Golden Knights, which will be the final game of the season held at the United Center. And us Hawks fans know, you know, far too well. That there's nothing left for this team to be playing for at this point in the season. They're well out of a playoff spot, and it's been that way basically since the start of the new year. We knew the Blackhawks weren't going to be a playoff team as so many people projected them to be near the start of the season. It's been frustrating, and yes, there's nothing left to be playing for in these final few games, but The Blackhawks could potentially be playing spoiler tonight against a Vegas team that desperately needs to win their final two games of the regular season in order to qualify for the Stanley Cup playoffs. And last night, I really hope some of you listeners out there 
uh, were able to tune into that game between Vegas and Dallas, who are the two teams that are duking it out for that final playoff spot in the Western Conference at the moment. It, it was an incredible game. Tons of back and forth action, really a playoff type atmosphere from start to finish. The crowd was really into it. The goaltending was tremendous. Uh, there, there was tons of pace, tons of hits. I mean, it, it was damn near a playoff game. It was a playoff type atmosphere. And the game wound up going into a shootout. Uh, and, and again, what a performance by both of these netminders. And poor Logan Thompson did everything he could to get Vegas that big win. But ultimately, he just ended up getting outdueled by Jake Ottinger. The game went into a shootout. Thompson stopped six of the seven shots that he faced, but Ottinger stopped all seven. The shootout, uh, the shooters went a combined one for 14 in the shootout last night. Like the goaltending was incredible. Unfortunately, Ottinger, uh, for, unfortunately for Thompson, Ottinger was just a little bit better than he was, stopping all seven of the shots that he saw in the shootout to lead the Stars to a three to two victory. And that now puts Dallas four points ahead of Vegas at this point with only two games left on the schedule for both teams. And honestly, Vegas is probably already toast at this point with that loss last night, uh, considering they're four points back and the Stars' final two games of the season come against the Arizona Coyotes and the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, but you never know. You know, hockey is a very weird sport and anything can happen at any given time. And Vegas does hold the tiebreaker over the Stars. So if they're able to win these last two games, and I know it seems unlikely, but if the Stars fail to pick up a point in either of those two, then Vegas would sneak their way into uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs. But in order to do so, in order to do that, it all starts tonight as they need to pick up a victory against the Blackhawks at the United Center. So uh, this game may be meaningless for the Hawks, but it sure means a heck of a lot for Vegas. And after how disastrous the season has been for Chicago, it would be pretty cool to see the Hawks uh, play spoiler here and pick up a big win in front of the fans in the last game at the United Center this season. My main concern, though, for the Blackhawks is that we've seen them many o times just not being able to match the desperation level of some of these other playoff caliber teams in the past month. You know, we saw. That happened against Dallas earlier on in April. Uh, we also saw it kind of against Nashville. The Blackhawks didn't really have that much intensity until the final like 10 minutes. And at that point, it was too little too late. Uh, we also saw it on a couple of different occasions against the Los Angeles Kings as well. So um, if the Hawks want to play spoiler here tonight, they definitely need to do a better job of matching that desperation in keeping their energy up from start to finish because you know Vegas is going to be throwing the kitchen sink at them. You know they're going to be doing everything in their power to ensure they come away with a victory here tonight. Blackhawks need to be aware of that, and they also need to be aware of the situation they find themselves in. They're in a position to potentially ruin Vegas's postseason hopes here tonight, and considering how uh, the Blackhawks blew a 3-0 lead against Vegas the last two times these two teams met. They probably feel like they have some unfinished business here, and uh, I feel like a win tonight would, you know, be kind of a nice way to return the favor and to also wrap up the season in the final game at the United Center. All right, there are some of my thoughts on the matchup tonight between the Blackhawks and Vegas. 
Coming up in just a moment, I will get into the Hawks' projected lineup as well as the starting goaltender matchup. But first, I need to talk to you all about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you can get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable, which is why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh offers the flexibility that you need to easily customize your order online or through the HelloFresh app. You can easily change your delivery day, your food preference, and your plan size. And you can also warm yourself up from the inside out with some of these limited time recipes like beef tenderloin and cheese fondue, which I actually got to try recently. It tastes unbelievable and like you cooked it from scratch right in your own kitchen as well as the miso sesame shrimp and bacon ramen, which for all you ramen lovers out there like myself, it's definitely worth a try. And for a limited time offer, go to hellofresh.com slash lockdown16 and use the promo code 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. You heard that right, folks. You just got to go to hellofresh.com slash lockdown16 and use the promo code Locked on 16, and you can get up to 16 meals and three free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. All right, we're back here on the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. Moving on into segment two today, let's get into the Hawks' projected lineup for this matchup, as well as the starting goaltender battle tonight at the UC. First, Obviously, the Blackhawks still only have 12 healthy forwards on their active roster. We heard Derek King speak to the media recently and say that Kirby Doc has now officially been shut down for the remainder of the season. I would also guess that um, Mackenzie Entwistle is probably in in the same boat as well, even though it hasn't been uh, technically announced yet by the organization or or by Derek King. I would expect Entwistle's probably not going to suit up. Well, we know he's not going to suit up tonight, but I imagine. He's not going to be suiting up on Friday in Buffalo either. Also, one thing I did want to add real quick, nearly slipped my mind. Jujar Kara was on the ice with the boys during practice yesterday for the first time since undergoing back surgery on February 22nd. Yesterday was actually picture day for the Chicago Blackhawks, so they held practice at the United Center. And uh, that's probably... A main reason why Kara was there, you know, to be in the pictures with the boys. Uh, but it was definitely nice to see him, uh, even though we know he's not going to suit up again this year either. It was definitely nice to see him, you know, capable of skating on his own again and, you know, starting to head in the right direction. It's been such a tough year for Kara. He, he suffered a scary hit from Jacob Truba, a defenseman for the Rangers, earlier on in the season. That forced him to miss a lot of time. And then uh, a back injury cost him the remainder of the season. And as I said, he underwent surgery back in February. So um, nice to see him starting to head in the right direction and back out there with some of his teammates. And hopefully that'll, you know, kickstart him having a good offseason and be able to return uh, in full capacity come the fall if he is still a member of the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, but with only 12 forwards again on the active roster, we're not going to see any changes to the forward lines for tonight's game. Kane, Stroman, DeBrinket are going to remain as the top line. Dominic Kubelik, Jonathan Taves, and Tyler Johnson will be the second. 
Philip Kurashev, Sam Lafferty, and Taylor Radish will be the third. And then Henrik Borgstrom, Reese Johnson, and Boris Kachuk will round things out on the fourth line. On defense for the Hawks, though, on Monday against Philadelphia, uh, both Eric Gustafson and Riley Stillman were in the lineup for that one. Calvin DeHaan and Caleb Jones were the odd men out. Uh, and considering how Gustafson scored his third goal of the season in that game, uh, I feel like it's pretty likely that he's going to be back in there tonight. Although he did make, you know, a defensive blunder that led to the lone goal of the game for the Flyers, and he also took a penalty there. He definitely was shaky defensively as usual this season. Uh, but considering that he scored a goal, and also the Blackhawks have still yet to have a power play goal from a defenseman through their first 80 games this season. And the last time that happened from an NHL club was way back in 1970-1971 from the Buffalo Sabres. So considering how Gustafson is one of the few defensemen on this team with offensive upside and plays a role on the power play, I feel like that gives him a lean towards being back in there tonight again. Um, so I, I, I think Gustafson's going to stay around. and. If there is going to be one change tonight, it would probably be Caleb Jones drawing back in for Riley Stillman. Again, that's if Coach Derek King decides to change things up. Uh, he, he's due to speak with the media probably in about the next 10 to 15 minutes. Um, but I feel like that that's the only one change that we could potentially see tonight. As for Calvin DeHaan, though, I did want to mention real quick that uh, DeHaan now hasn't played in either of the last two games for the Blackhawks, and I do wonder if Kinger is just going to sit him for the remainder of the season in favor of some of the younger guys. Um, maybe with this being the last um, home game for DeHaan at the United Center, uh, he's not going to be brought back in the offseason. Uh, he's going to be a restricted free agent this summer, which is why I was so confused why Kyle Davidson didn't move him at the deadline. Uh, but maybe, you know, Kinger gives him his one last hurrah at the UC in a Hawks sweater. Uh, but if if not, I, I would understand, you know, giving the young guys ice time here down the stretch because DeHaan just doesn't have a future with this organization. But again, we're going to have to wait and see for when Kinger talks to the media. It looks like Seth Jones and Jonathan Taves. Oh boy, Jonathan Taves with another interesting comment. Sorry that we're doing this live, folks. Jonathan Taves said he didn't want to talk about being with the Blackhawks beyond next season just because he had no idea. Said he's learned to stay in the moment and not look. Okay, that's not actually terrible. Um, but yeah, Jonathan Taves and Seth Jones are talking to the media right now. I would imagine that Derek King's probably on deck. Uh, and if he announces what's going to happen on defense for the Blackhawks tonight while I'm still recording the episode, I'll be sure to give that to all of you listeners out there. But in goal for the Blackhawks tonight, we do know that Kevin Lankinen is going to be back in there once again after having probably one of his better performances all season long on Monday against the Flyers, where he stopped 33 of the 34 shots that he faced to earn his seventh victory of the season and his 28th start. The numbers still look horrendous for Lankinen on the season. He's got a 3-6 goals against average, an 8-90 save percentage. And it's not like he's Colin Delia, who's only had, you know, six or seven games of work to kind of uh, draw a picture of those numbers. Now, Lankinen's moving. This is going to be his 29th start here tonight. And if he starts against Buffalo on, on Friday, that's going to be his 30th. So it's a pretty hefty uh, amount of data to, to draw from. And considering the numbers... Are that bad still? 
definitely not looking good for Kevin Lankinen uh, moving forward, either with Chicago or in the NHL as a number one goaltender. Uh, but as I've talked about the last few episodes, I, I do think that he's played a little bit better here in, in the last couple of weeks. Thought he had strong outings against both Nashville and Calgary. He allowed one bad goal against San Jose, but there was nothing he could really do about the rest of them. And then against the Flyers, the lone goal that he allowed there was a two-on-one after another bad turnover by one of his defensemen in front. So uh, hopefully Lankinen can at least end the season on a high note and also help the Blackhawks play spoiler tonight against the Golden Knights. As for Vegas, though, uh, as I've already talked about, Logan Thompson was tremendous in last night's shootout loss to Dallas. He did literally everything he could to get his team a win, but just happened to get outdueled by Jake Ottinger for the Dallas Stars. But with Robin Leonard now officially out for the rest of the season, which has created quite the controversy uh, over there in Vegas between he and head coach Peter DeBoer, um, but with Leonard out as well as Laurent Brossois, that leaves just Logan Thompson and Yuri Patera, who I've honestly never heard of, uh, as the two active goaltenders on Vegas's roster right now. And Patera has never played in an NHL game so far in his career. So with this being, you know, a must win for the Golden Knights tonight, you gotta feel like Logan Thompson is likely to be back in net once again, even though he just played. 65 plus minutes of hockey last night down in Dallas. It's win or go home at this point for Vegas. So I'd fully expect Logan Thompson to be back in net once again tonight for the Golden Knights. All right, there are some quick thoughts on the Hawks projected lineup and the goaltender battle for tonight's game at the UC. Coming up in just a moment, I will get into both Patrick Kane and Alex DeBrinkett's comments in the past two days on the current rebuild here in Chicago. But first, I need to talk to you all about Built Bar, which is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. And I know we're almost into April now, folks, and it's really hard to stick to that resolution at this point. But if yours was or is about getting fit or eating healthier, then you got to make sure to include Built Bar in your plan because right now you can get the best of both worlds with Built Bar, delicious and healthy. And have you tried Built Bar Puffs yet? Because if not, then you're seriously missing out on one of the best tasting protein bars on the market. And listen to these incredible flavors. Are you going to go with cinnamon churro or coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie or cookies and cream? Either way you choose, Built Bar is going to make it easier to stick to your resolution because they taste so good. You're going to actually want to eat them. Unlike some other protein bars, which can be chalky, dry, waxy or even just tastes like a chemical spill. And even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is also good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. And for a limited time offer, go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com with the exclusive promo code LOCKED15 one word locked in all caps, followed by the number 15 to get 15% off your next built bar order. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Getting into segment three now today before I wrap things up, I also wanted to be sure to talk about the comments made by both Alex DeBrinkett and Patrick Kane in the past couple of days regarding their thoughts on the rebuild that's going to take part here in Chicago for the next couple of years. By the way, uh, 
Derek King did just speak to the media. The only lineup change that's going to happen tonight is Caleb Jones will be drawing back in, but it's actually going to be for Eric Gustafson, which after scoring a goal, I thought he would have been back in there, but you're not going to hear me complaining about that decision. And King also added that Calvin DeHaan could play if needed, but he's sore and there's no need. So if I have to guess, sure sounds like Calvin DeHaan has already played his last game in a Blackhawks sweater. But anyways, moving on to the comments that we've heard from Kanan Debrinkit in the past couple of days. Uh, Debrinkit was the first one to speak to the media on Monday and was asked kind of about his thoughts, you know, on the rebuild from Phil Thompson and was also asked about uh, whether or not Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane's decisions will affect the way that he thinks about his next contract. And Debrinkit, you know, basically said that whatever they do, whatever decision they come to, it's not really going to uh, affect him all that much. And he also added uh, good, some good news here, folks. He also added that he's here to do whatever he can to help the Blackhawks win and to get back to the playoffs and to help the younger players coming up be a part of that as well. And I know that the future hasn't been as murky for Debrinket as it is currently for Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves, you know, with them being a whole lot older than he is. And uh, the clock is, I don't want to say it's ticking because Patrick Kane shown us like a fine wine. He's only getting better with age, but they're going to be 34 next year. And, you know, the time is ticking. I mean, there's no other way around it. Um, but, you know, we've heard. Not, not too seriously, but we have heard Debrinket's name kind of been thrown out there a couple of times throughout the course of the season and some trade rumors, whether they hold some actual weight or not. I don't know, probably doubtful, um, but it is definitely nice to hear the cat basically commit himself to the rebuild here in Chicago as long as the organization is committed to him. You know, he, he wants to be part of the solution, uh, part of the group that, you know, brings winning back to this organization and also helps fix the culture. And just hearing that this kid, you know, he said all the right things here. Being so mature for such a, a young age and, you know, allowing and saying that, you know, Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane, they're going to make whatever decisions they want to. You know, that doesn't really affect me. This is my own situation. They're on their own boat. So to, to hear him say those things, I thought the maturity level, you know, those are the reasons why. He's wearing an A on his sweater at such a young age already, and a lot of people think he could be the next captain for the Chicago Blackhawks if Jonathan Taves is to depart in these next couple of seasons. Uh, and we also heard DeBrinket say that you know he's ready to talk about a contract extension whenever the front office does. Um, and he, I think he understands that he's probably not the top of the priority list at this point with you know so many things going on. Kane and Taves obviously need to have conversations with Davidson as well. Um, but hearing, you know, Kat say all the right things, basically, in this interview, it made me want to run through a wall for the kid. And, you know, he's just committing himself to this team. And he obviously knows how tough it's been in his five NHL seasons. Uh, he really hasn't won a whole lot so far with the Chicago Blackhawks. But to hear him, you know, stay committed and talk about how he, he wants to be here and wants to be part of the process in addition to what he's been able to do on the ice as well. I mean, all things considered there, there's absolutely no way he's not going to be part of this rebuild moving forward, right? Like, he said all the right things. He's doing all the right things on the ice. The Blackhawks would be absolute fools to move on from Alex Dabrinkit, a two-time 40-goal scorer and an incredibly humble and respectful human being uh, at this point of his career. And then when Kaner took to the podium yesterday to speak to the media, 
he kind of took a different direction, but a, a good different direction because he basically said that if Debrinkit is going to remain a big piece of the future here in Chicago, then that's probably going to make it easier to see himself staying here moving forward as well. And listen, I completely understand where Kaner's coming from here because he's basically seen every winger that he's had success with in the past get, st- get traded by Stan Bowman. I mean, Nick Schmaltz, who Kaner was really just getting a feel with, obviously Artemi Panarin, we don't even have to go there, uh, but the list goes on and on and on. So I-, I do understand where Kaner is coming from here, and I do understand, you know, why he feels like, well, if you keep to brink it, that's definitely going to give me more of a reason to stick it out because I actually, uh, you know, have created some incredible chemistry here. And in the past, when I've done that with some of the younger guys, they've been shipped right out of Chicago. So keep to brink it. I think I, I, I'll be able to stick this thing out. And Kaner talked about that incredible chemistry that those two have created over the past few years. And he also added that, you know, he still feels like he's a young guy at heart and feels like. Uh, he, he loves being around some of the younger guys, which he's definitely going to have to be doing more of if he does remain in Chicago here throughout this rebuild. Um, but it's just nice to hear Kaner again, like to bring it, give these kind of, you know, respectful and open answers. Like if, and it makes complete sense, right? Like if you're going to commit to the it, that gives me more of an incentive to stay here as well, because we've been able to figure this thing out together the past couple of years. We're going to be the leaders of, of the rebuild, basically. And they, they both understand the position they're in, but they understand that this could go faster than people expect. That's something that Kaner talked about as well. I don't know if that's actually going to be true, but hearing the players have that mindset, I think they feel like they they really want to be the ones to fix this thing and believe they can be the ones to fix this thing. So uh, nice to hear these comments from both Alex DeBrinkett and Patrick Kane in the last couple of days. Definitely some different answers than we've heard from uh, Jonathan Taves over the last couple of months. I feel like Taves, man. The Blackhawks are able to find a team that's willing to take on half of that contract for you know potentially a gamble with him being an unrestricted free agent after the end of next season. I feel like they could move him at this point. Uh, but again, we're just going to have to wait and see. But it definitely does feel like Kane and Cat have kind of become a, a tandem package here at this point. If DeBrinker remains in Chicago, then Kaner has more of an incentive to stick around throughout the process as well, which I know would make a ton of Blackhawks fans out there, like myself, very, very thrilled to say the least. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Wednesday, April 27th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show and be sure to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks. Go and follow the podcast and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to go and check out the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey Podcast as hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to check out Lockdown Fantasy Hockey right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You could also hit me up on any one of my Twitter accounts, or you could call 
708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, go Hawks. Let's go and play spoiler tonight against Vegas in the final game at the UC this season. And thanks again for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.